This is the Polytechnicast. And hello, I am Rob Stenzinger. I like to do some journaling. And sometimes it's just really way more efficient for me to do some recording to get these thoughts out of my head. I love this Polytechnicast project for that purpose. It's given me um, a, a huge chance to practice and explore and get ideas out over events like Art Sound Off, especially this last November where I, I explored a bunch of topics talking about, um, let's see, m- making video games and my my reflecting on that, my, uh, my various video game projects and stuff, and also doing a bit of refl- reflection about, well, user experience and things that I think are helpful and important and, and to help and help anyone jump in and explore and benefit from just some basic practices and ideas that, that can come with, you know, user-centered design. And it's the free form of this spoken format. It's so awesome. So anyway, here I am back again. And I, and I mentioned that in the last episode, I, I hope to you know, do keep this up a little bit this summer, a few more times. Got a bunch of ideas back. It's sort of um, queued up and well, like one huge one that I will share a lot more about in maybe the next episode or, or one soon after is how I've been working on um, setting up my new main gig. And uh, I've been, I've been doing a bit of uh, consulting and it's related to user experience. I'm working on creating a, a more refined business around that. And there's more to come, more to come. And, you know, but it means that sort of that my, it's been a few years, like, like part of my podcast lifetime and part of my, you know, even both this project and also on lean into art, you've heard me be in a different mode with my, my main professional commitments where there are times when it's like, I, I can't talk about what I'm working on, like almost at all. And it's, that's challenging for someone who likes to share based on what they learn and make. Um, so it means that, you know, it's this combination of, of like, well, what projects can I talk about when and all that stuff. And that is not why I hit record, but that's a little more context as far as why, why is there a, a little summer season of the Polytechnicast? Um, well, it's the practice getting some of these messages out and, you know, you'll be among the first to hear some cool things about that uh, uh, the update to my my uh, consulting business that I'm putting together, but that's not for now. Uh, I was thinking about how I make way more stuff than I share. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think lots of folks, for a variety of reasons, we will make stuff and then not share it. And I think a traditional thing is perfectionism, and I think that there's a huge gray area between perfectionism and then having a fantastic discerning taste <laughs> and knowing when to apply that fast, fantastic, uh, skillful, discerning perspective to say that, like, Oh yeah, this thing I made, I could do way better. I could do a little better. I could do a little better in this particular way. So I'm not going to share it. I will go back refine and improve and then publish. And that's just so not what I've practiced overall, where I respect that. I know there's plenty of podcasters and creators that I follow that are more of that leaning and more power to them. 
because I, uh, I just, I find so much value in, in the path, the steps along the way, the steps and the missteps or the steps and then the different steps, even if, because the different steps couldn't have happened without the prior ones. For instance, if I think about the project, um, that, uh, let's see, it started out life as, as, um, a 24 hour comic called no remorse river horse. And it, um, it's, it had no words. It was uh, a successful 24 hour comic. It started I, its whole life in that, that 24 hours. Um, it was so much fun. I remember drawing it on a, 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 tablet that I enjoyed fondly. It was the, um, what was the, the Samsung? Um, was it the, ah, shoot, I'm forgetting the product name because, you know, product names aren't always the, the slickest, easiest things to remember, but it was like a, it was a 10.1 inch, uh, tablet. And I know I've podcasted it and posted about it before, but it was, it was awesome. It was, it felt good to draw on and it was nice and portable and helped me, you know, with my, my process, make this little story about a kind of a bullish hippo getting in conflict with some rabbits. And then they kind of figure out some, their stuff because there's yet a worse third, you know, third party that happens to be a hippo King and, and things go kind of silly and wild with a big old um, climax of a, you know, a giant, a very huge hippo robot <laughs> powered by the other hippo king. Anyway, it was great. It was fun. And it made not much sense, but it made just enough sense where it made some people laugh. But it was one of those things where, um, you know, it's not very polished. It is a rough and... I don't know, lots of challenges with it kind of, kind of project. I can, I can think of ways to do better. Like as I page through it, I think of maybe like, let's see, I'll get specific here. Even the context of, of it's actually, it's not that bad as far as the paneling and framing and stuff, but, um, Oh gosh. Yeah. Page two is really, really rough. Um, page two makes no sense. I had the idea that, I would have, um, I was going to have a sort of, um, it was like a rabbit detective keeping watch on the minor crimes and annoyances that, that, um, that this hippo was causing, but then the panels would be through the sight of the binoculars of the bunny. And I, and I was, and I came up with too many panels and didn't know how to, you know, display or, or, or compose these panels in such a way that you understood it's the rabbit looking through binoculars and, and it's multiple, um, almost vignettes of seeing this, seeing this hippo do, do their, their brutish, um, pushy things. Right. And it's a, it's a mess. So yeah, page two is a mess, but, um, but then, you know, I don't think that takes away from, well, it was a 24-hour comic, and I put it together, and it was pretty fun, and some people thought it was funny. Uh, anyway, I didn't think much of it. I, I just set it aside and, and um, you know, would sometimes draw the hippo character and think, well, maybe there's something more to this. Maybe, maybe I could come back to it. But then... Uh, what was it? I, I was going, I, I was going to, uh, a two calf 
the Ann Arbor Comic Arts Festival one year, and I thought, I really want a new product, but I also am working on some new um, workshops. How can I, you know, go there with something interesting new? So I, I made a new version of this where I added, um, I changed the name where it's it's like, um, uh, so was it Strongest Hippo in the Land of the Rabbits? I think that's the new name of it. And it it then was had had this new context where some kind of clarifying you know, clarifying or context setting title it has um and then I added to every single page some rhyming prose. And the rhyming prose was getting a lot more information across because before that there was almost there's almost no words or or even word-like symbols. I think there's um maybe a couple, a number here or there in the, in the book that not just the page numbers, but there was a number number in the panel to show 90 degrees. <laughs> and, um, it's, Oh, right. And there's a couple of little shouting things, uh, right? Just, just a little bit here and there. Um, at one point the, uh, the hippo King, who is like that, that, you know, the worst baddie in this whole thing, writes a note on a ball and then punches the ball up to where the rabbits are. And that's it. And it's like the deer stealing fools is what the, the hippo king writes on this and then punches the, the, the ball off the hill and hits a rabbit in the head. Anyway, not a lot of words. Like that's, that's among the, the most wordy of all the words in this thing. But now all of a sudden... It's it's it, it's being narrated with um, sort of rectangular uh, narrator word balloons that give way more context to the story and have this rhyming prose and it's a lot more fun and more jokes play and everything makes more sense and but yet it's not like a hyper refined thing. I didn't change the art really at all. Um, I picked the one of the panels I thought was most interesting. I made that the cover, and so you know, the, the new mini comic productized version of this was, um, you know, more than it was, it was improved as, as a, as a work. Um, I did end up sharing it, but not too far and wide. I mean, I made, um, a few dozen mini comics of it and so it sold all right. Made, made some people laugh as they, as they, I think it sold because of how approachable the prose was and made more jokes land. And, uh, that's great. That was that was an interesting um, sort of cycle of learning on that project, and and so like I have lots of projects that just sort of sit and get noodled with here and there in private, and then once in a while, I will share some glimpse on it, or I'll make it a point as part of a um, like to do some product development as part of a creative challenge. Inktober has done has been helpful for this. Uh, back in the day, thirty characters in thirty days was helpful for this, and um, you know, so I would come up with some of these these um, filling in the world and the story and stuff based on you know the, this this ongoing recurring deadline of a meeting a, a creative challenge. Uh, that's nice, and so that gives a glimpse into some of these projects, but then. After the creative challenge, or even sometimes before it, there's development that just hangs out. I make sure I back it up. I back it up to an external drive. I back it up to the cloud. So I probably won't lose the work. But it's not really, 
you know, packaged and distributed yet. So it's just kind of funny that um, I don't have a a huge insight for this because I don't plan on like stopping this habit other than what do I, I do think I would, I like one of the reasons I wanted to record about it is there's probably like more interesting and useful ways to make use of this stuff. And I think some of it, it's because you know, it, it's prose or it's ideas for articles or it's, um, ideas for workshops, ideas for products that they, they inherently, in order to sort of meet this minimum usefulness to their audience, require um, a fair amount of development. Or, you know, and so they don't always get shared. But I do think that like, like the, um, the story that was called No Remorse River Horse, uh, products can evolve and you can find this, um, I don't know, some, some new value in a new form or a new revision that, I mean, it's that I think I can do that more with this. If I just set, set that as a goal and say like this stuff that I have developed, I know that there's more to it. I know there's more that I can make more use of it. I mean, heck for instance, like I, the, the polytechnicasts I recorded during art sound off and the different sort of, um, topic exploration and development I was doing there, especially around, um, the, uh, user experience for all trying to explore extemporaneously different angles that like I've, I've done some writing, I have some thoughts and I haven't, um, just gone through that creative step of, getting getting it more of it out of my head in some whole thought out form where I'm really trying to share it with someone else and do something helpful and useful with it. So I guess that's really it where finding that helpful and usefulness useful enough um next step for these things these these sketches and prose and stuff that I've gathered and it's pretty well organized it's not like I have it's 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 pure chaos or uh, it's purely obtuse or whatever. It's, I, I, yeah, I've got a I've got a nice archive of, of stuff that um, I'm going to try to share more in, you know, more uh, in more frequently. <laughs> I can't tell you exactly what to, I, I, I'm committing to here, other than more frequently, and I think I have more flexibility with my schedule now where that should be doable. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap this one up. And of course, if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas about this, um, I'd love to hear from you. That's one of the reasons why I think about this stuff out loud and put it here on the Polytechnicast. A couple of great places to uh, reach me. One of them is email. You can uh, send me your note through old-fashioned email at where I am rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com. And Stenzinger is, I mean, if you got this podcast, I'm sure you'll be able to get navigate that. Um, and then uh, there's always Twitter and, and other social network stuff where you can direct message me or tweet at me. That's fine. I'm, I'm typically just Rob Stenzinger out, out there in the social worlds, social networks. And, uh, yeah, so here we go. That was another update for this uh, summer mini season of the Polytechnicast. 
Thanks for downloading this, and thank you very much for listening.